welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Kevin Harrington, the creator of the infomercial. I'm also one of the original sharks on the hit TV show, Shark Tank. But now I'm helping innovate leaders like you become equipped with the knowledge you need to more than 100x your success. For more than 30 years, I've been empowering entrepreneurs and innovative business leaders to turn dreams into mind-boggling reality. On this show, we talk with guests and reveal the secrets to help push past all your questions and excuses, empowering you to achieve success. Stick around to the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest-growing entrepreneurial podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Jeff, and today we have the privilege of talking to a woman who went from a career in law to a booming coaching business where she helps high-earning CEOs soar. She's Jessie DeSilva. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, your co- your coaching business. What do, what do you specialize in there? Yeah, I call myself an intuitive money growth coach because what I specialize in is helping ambitious CEOs scale to whatever the next level of their income is. And I help them reach that by tapping into their own intuition. Interesting. So uh, can you give me, give, give me an example of, of what that might be or maybe a, a situation where you've actually helped somebody specific? Right. So most of the time, most of us know how to run a business and we know a lot of the business strategy that tends to work. But the problem is that when we're disconnected from that intuitive side of ourselves, what happens is that we can often feel like we're running on a hamster wheel, taking all of this action and not really seeing the results. And so by getting grounded and centered in that intuition, you learn to take effective action that really moves the needle rather than having that feeling of like kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and praying that it, that it sticks. I love that phrase and throw spaghetti at the wall. It does feel like that sometimes. Um, and especially in when it comes to decision-making or trying to decide on that, that next thing that you want to kind of advance at. Um, how, how, how does, uh, how did you get into this? Like, how did you get into coaching? Cause I know I read in your bio that you were, you were in law at one point before this. I was, yeah. So I had a legal career before this. And before that, I was a journalist. So I had uh, two very respectable careers. And so it was a little weird for me to kind of go this route. But, you know, that's it's the route I felt called to. And yeah, I'm definitely it was a it was a process of really like stripping back to my own authenticity and what I felt compelled to do and what my mission on this earth is. And it just kind of brought me into this business consultant arena. And I'm so grateful it did because I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. What, tell me a little bit about kind of the, what it was that, that moment where you kind of just decided this isn't, this isn't working. This isn't what I want to do. And, and, and had, and made that pivot. Tell me about that experience. So I had had several different jobs within the legal field. So I had graduated and I worked for a small solo practitioner for a bit and I was laid off from that job. 
And then I went and worked for like the state attorney general and really, really didn't enjoy that job for about a year. I was very good at it, but you know, I didn't have that same passion. So then I moved to Washington, D.C., and I started working as a legal journalist, so covering criminal justice issues for a legal network. And that was what I thought my dream job was. And then three years in, I realized, oh, this isn't hitting like it used to anymore. And so I took that to mean it must mean that I want to be part of the solution. So I went and worked for a nonprofit, and that really wasn't a good fit. I realized that I'm somebody who's meant to work one-on-one with people. I'm meant to be seen. I'm meant to be like respected for my thoughts, my ideas, and somebody who's supposed to give advice. You know, for years, people had always told me they joked that I was their life coach or that you should be a life coach, things like that. And so I pivoted into uh, job hunt coaching. I was actually fired from that last legal job. And I took that as a sign that it was meant to be mm. because I had just hired my first coach a week before I was fired. So I was like, oh, I'm on the right <laughs> track because I just manifested the situation that's putting me on the path to exactly what I want to do. And I had my own way of networking. So jo- so I was able to, in that last job, I networked my way to that job. I never sent a cold, e- I never sent a, in a cold application for anything. And I was able to grow and utilize my network. So that's what I had been teaching friends, family, everybody. So that's what I started my business on was on like job hunt coaching. And I was in that for about eight to nine months, making every mistake in the book in business and running an online business. And then when I got to this point in March, 2020, you know, COVID shut down the United States and I realized, oh boy, nobody's going to be hiring for a while. So I'm going to need to pivot real quick. But I was excited because I saw so much opportunity. I knew the job market was going to come to a halt. And so I think where a lot of people saw panic, I saw opportunity. Mm. And I started helping people start their own businesses. And I saw a lot of success with that for about um, six months or so. I was like really working with beginners. And then I started craving a new challenge. And so as I began to up-level my business and shift my focus into more of that strategic, that where the strategy meets the magic, that's when I started really finding like what my my sweet spot was. And I realized that it couldn't just all be business strategy because that was boring for me. And it couldn't all be mindset because that was a little boring for me. It had to be a nice combination of both. So I started teaching spiritual entrepreneurs how to better get in touch with their intuition and also the business strategy that goes along with it because I'm very much against cookie cutter programs and I believe that everybody know what's best for, knows what's best for them and their audience as long as they're tuned in to that like inner voice that tells them this is what you need to be doing to really see the results. Mm. So I made that pivot Really, it started at the end of last year, but it really solidified around January or February this year. And from then, I just really skyrocketed. I started like I had a $26,000 sales month for my first program in this field. I'd had, you know, numbers like that in the past, but in the past, hitting that kind of 30K sales month took. 17 group program clients and Mm -hmm. 10 one on one clients. And this came from 
I think at the time it was like five group program participants. So it was just a totally different energy that I was functioning in. And since then, I've started taking one-on-one as well. And that's really in a business consulting capacity. So it's no longer working with people one-on-one as a business coach, but at, look, working with teams of five or more to see how everybody can be nurtured, respected, and then they can manifest success for the company and themselves together. That's fantastic. The rest, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that you made every mistake in the book uh, getting started. Um, can you take us back? And uh, I guess, because there, there's lots of people, I think, that are in similar places to you uh, at one point where they needed to make that pivot and um, they weren't sure you know, what those next steps needed to be. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about, I guess, what you wish you knew then, uh, that obviously you've experienced success since then, but when you, when you made all those mistakes in the book, what would you have done differently? Or at least one or two things that you really think other people would benefit from? I would have had stronger boundaries. So Hmm. not just, um, with myself, because I was often like, always on when it came to business. So if somebody was inquiring after me and it was after hours and I was trying to relax, I would feel this need that I had to respond to them right away because what if they don't hire me because I don't respond right away? Mm -hmm. And it really like, it doesn't work that way. Like you can actually relax. And in fact, you need to relax. You have to have that time off because otherwise you're just going to burn out. So I was always pushing myself to burnout in the beginning. And the other part of this was, you know, not really having strong enough boundaries with potential clients and clients in general. So I had like no hour, I had no business hours in the sense that if a client was sending me a message or a Voxer in the middle of the night, I would respond to it if I was awake. And on top of that, like with potential clients, I would do like free calls to like really uh, get to know them. And so they could get to know me. I gave away way too much information and I spent way too long on the phone with them. And this is not me saying that you can't give valuable information because I still do free calls. But the big difference is that I set a timer for 20 minutes. And when that 20 minutes is over, that's it. And I always speak to like what they're not going to get, because a lot of times when you are in that beginning phase where you feel like you need to give some free calls, people will walk away and say, well, I got everything I needed. I don't need to hire them anymore because that was so such a juicy call. And I enjoyed it so much. I learned so much that I don't really need any help. But you as the coach, you know that there is so much more that they don't know that they need to reach that level of success. So by not having any kind of boundaries with potential clients and really not speaking to what they're missing to get the full results that they're hoping to get, you're really doing them a disservice and you're also doing yourself a disservice. You're setting them up to think that like, oh, I can get like the like the big result that I want from this coach from just this like half hour, hour long session. And then they walk away thinking they have everything. And then when they don't get that result, they think, oh, well, that was a bunch of crap. Because it didn't work. And so you're doing a disservice to yourself because you're showing like you're not giving them the full picture. And that's where like, you know, people can always feel a little shadowy or embarrassed when it comes to to selling to people, especially in the beginning with free calls and things. But you have to look at it as an active service, because if they don't know that they don't have the whole formula to actually succeed and reach those milestones that you're preaching about, then they're not then then we're not 
serving them the way that we want, whether they hire you or not, like letting them know that they're only going to get to this certain milestone is an act of love and an act of service. So like letting them know there's a bigger picture and a lot of things that they're missing that they're not going to get unless they were to hire you. It's not only holding a boundary for you. It's also give, like doing a service to them so they can manage their expectations on the results. That's neat. So I know, I know you are helping CEOs uh, take that next step or get to that next level, whatever it is that their goal is. What do you think um, is the most common thing that's kind of holding them back? Usually it's, it can be like one of two things. So generally it can be like, they're not living in their full authenticity. Usually that they sell or they create programs from a place of, this is what I think other people want or like what seems to be really hot, or this is the thing that has worked in the past. So I'm going to use it rather than being like, this is the thing that brings me a ton of joy. This is what I love more than anything else. This is what I'm passionate about and teaching people that kind of information. And the other thing for like scaling CEOs, so people who have already reached a certain level of success and can't seem to break past a certain glass ceiling, that usually comes from a place of not realizing that what got you to that first level of success is not what's going to get you to that next level. So now you have to look and like look back at the things that you really need to almost like con Marie your business, get rid of anything that's not bringing you joy and find like the new ways that you want to grow and that are going to deepen into your passion and your joy. Now, I know that you have a lot of different programs that you do to help some. Tell me a little bit about some of these programs that people can get involved with to find out more. Yeah. So I have two group programs. One is three months, one is six months. And the first one's called Practical Magic because it teaches you both the manifestation methods that you need to feel grounded and centered in your intuition. And then it also teaches business strategy. So you know exactly what kind of things you can try in your business to make sure that you're creating a business strategy that works for you uniquely. And then I also have the six-month program, Practical Alchemy. And that's when we really look at scaling into whatever that next level of your business is. So wherever you are coming in with that plateau, how do we break through that? And how do we get you to that next level and get you living that next level life so that way it can easily and effortlessly show up in reality? And then I have my business consulting opportunities for teams of five or more, and that's called CEO, Charmed, Expanded, and Open. And that's really about how I can help you dial into the self-care and the grounding that you need, and then bringing that knowledge to your team as well. So that way you can become an active listener and have this really beautiful open feedback with your team and your employees. And they learn, they build loyalty and trust in you because they feel so nurtured and respected as well. And that one's really fun. It's a six month, six month one-on-one program. I come and work with people's teams for a day and it's just really such a, such a beautiful container. Now tell me a little bit about the group programs you mentioned the first two, when you say group, uh, who's in the group, like how does that work? Is it with other CEOs? Yes. So it's like my, I like to say it's like spirited entrepreneurs. So it, it's a whole variety of different kinds of business owners. I have some products-based business owners, some coaches, some service-based providers. And the thing that they all have in common is that they all believe that they can 
have the success that they want and change the world at the same time. So it's people who may have very different backgrounds from you. And all my clients all look so different, which is so funny. And they all have such different businesses. But what they all have in common is that they have this need to make an impact on the world around them. And they believe that that's not mutually exclusive from also abundance and success. And so they're really looking to come together and have that community where they can learn and they can brainstorm with each other. It's a mastermind style. So while they're paying for me as a coach, they're also getting the benefit of these other business owners who are just as, just as deeply knowledgeable and thoughtful as as I am. And they're mm-hmm. just in their own ways. So it's always really fun. They also get like, you know, for the three month program, it's six guest speakers and the six month program, it's 12. So two guest speakers a month who come and talk about the business strategies that are their cup of tea, that are their expertise. And so you don't even just get to learn from me and how to apply business strategy. You get to learn from all these other geniuses as well. So Neat. Do you find that that group? I mean, I like the idea of uh, of that community where not that they get a chance to well network, obviously, and then kind of mentor each other. Uh, because would you say there's a lot, um, a lot to be said about having the opportunity to share your expertise with with someone else in your group? Like, do you think they get a lot out of being able to, you know, it's got to be an encouragement, I guess, to oh, be able yeah. to say, oh, I helped that guy too, or that woman. Yeah you know, was, was her business is better because we met, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's amazing because everybody in it is like, it's just such a genius. Like everyone is so intelligent and they have such great perspectives and I cap the groups at 10. So like, there's never more than 10 people. So you still get that one-on-one feel with me. Like there's never going to be a situation where you can't get a question answered, Mm. but a lot of times they learn from the questions that the other people are asking as well. They'll be like, Oh, I realized I had that question too. And I just got a whole lesson based on that. And then by learning from other, like from their other, from their other peers, they have the benefit of being able to like, you know, market research with each other. So they get to like, you know, what do you guys think about like this offer? What do you guys think about, you know, this, um, this products that I'm offering, or what do you think about this name? And so they get that community aspect, which entrepreneurship can be such a lonely journey. Mm-hmm. When you don't have other entrepreneur friends. Like it's hard. You feel like an alien when everybody else is very happy and secure, maybe not happy, but they feel secure in a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. It can feel very isolating to not have anybody to speak to about these things. So even just having a community where you can come to and say like, I'm having a rough week. Like I haven't made any sales and I'm not feeling confident about myself and have those people talk you up. And then also having those weeks where you can talk somebody up and say, don't forget this and don't forget these things you really can't put a price on that because it's just, it's so necessary because it's hard. It's hard to do it by yourself. No man is an Island. Yeah. What are you most excited about for the future of your coaching business? What, what do you got planned? I have so many fun things. planned. So <laughs> I have uh, practical alchemy is debuting this month and I'm so excited to, to welcome like 10 new souls into this container and see all of that community blossom. And I'm really excited to just, you know, see where the future takes me. I've been doing lots of guest writing, pitching, and reaching out and outreach to places. And I'm just, 
I can't wait to see. I feel like the energy around me is like very, um, very pregnant. Like it feels like really juicy Mm. and like there's something in the air and I'm really excited to see what it is. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm always excited to see where things go. Awesome. And tell, tell folks where they can find you, uh, uh, your website, things like that. Sure. My website is jessicadesilva.com. That's J-E-S-S-I-C-A. D-A as an apple. S-I-L. V as in Victor as an apple.com. You can also find me on Instagram, J underscore DeSilva on Twitter, just J DeSilva. And then I'm on Facebook. You can find me at Jesse DeSilva. And I also have a Facebook group there where I give lots of free training for people and free resources. And that group is called Five Figure Launch Queens. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing some of your expertise with us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. All right. And we'll see you guys next time on the Companies to Watch show. Kevin Harrington here. And I want to thank you for listening to the Companies to Watch show. Now, if you're a successful entrepreneur, CEO, innovator, or startup on the rise, and you'd like to be considered for this program, please visit kevinharrington.tv slash podcast two slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you like to share this episode on your social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag companies to watch show. My team and I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions, and we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes ahead, just subscribe. And your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, kevinharrington.tv, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.